0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. As I like to say, greetings and salutations. I'm glad to have you here today. My name is Mike Ufferman. I work with the Ministry of Zion's Hope, and this is part two of a two-part series about the wrath of God and specifically, when does the wrath of God begin? In our last session, we kind of came up with a general outline of the order of events as we had looked through Scripture, and we see that The Matthew chapter 24 starts out by identifying that there will be a great tribulation. And we see it spoken of in verse 21 and verse 29, I believe was that second reference. And so there was gonna be a great tribulation, which according to the book of Daniel, chapter nine, verses 24 through 27, that specific time period when the great tribulation begins is at the midpoint of Daniel's 70th week. In other words, that 70th week, that week refers to seven years, and so the midpoint would be three and a half years into that seven-year period of time when this great tribulation begins. That great tribulation will go on for a period of time. We don't know exactly how long, but then there will be a sign spoken of in the book of Joel, chapter 2 and verse 31, and elsewhere in Scripture, but... Now, there the reference is very clear because it says there's going to come some cosmic event in the sun and the moon. Other passages add also in the stars, and it says that that occurs before the great and terrible or dreadful day of the Lord. In other words, we'll see this cosmic event after the great tribulation begins, this time of terrible tribulation against Israel and also against Gentile believers somewhere in the world. And then after that, and we don't know how long that period of time will be, there will be this cosmic event in the sun, the moon, and the stars before the wrath of God begins. And so that's the three steps, the great tribulation, the cosmic event, and then the wrath of God. So when we turn into the book of Revelation, and we start looking in chapters, uh, well, just starting in chapter one, we'll see that chapter one through three, it starts out with kind of an introduction, a prologue, if you will. It identifies Jesus there, and um, it begins to lay out seven letters to seven churches that are identified in scripture. And uh, we don't see anything in those passages though that clearly identify some of what we heard in our last message. The last message, it, it spoke of a fiery wrath. It, it talked about the land will be desolate because of God's fire coming down upon the earth. But in the descriptions that we see in the first three chapters, it's basically God writing letters to seven churches and telling them what he has against them telling them the things that uh, they need to do in order to straighten up, uh, with the exception of two churches, the Church of Philadelphia and the Church of Smyrna. And both of those are good churches. Um, The Church of Philadelphia basically has all commendations, uh, nothing bad to say about it. And it seems to me that that's the church that will be raptured at the time that the Lord comes. Uh, The second church is the Church of Smyrna. And uh, my speculation on that is just because of the text and maybe comparing it to Isaiah chapter 66 as well. um, When we look at that church, it seems that that might be the church that comes into existence after the rapture of the church. In other words, the people that are left behind, they're all going to be unsaved, but I think that um, in Revelation chapter 14, it's very clear that there are three angels that grow, cr- go across the face of the earth. And as they're going across the face of the earth, they're saying, here's the true gospel. They're saying, come out of mystery Babylon. They're saying, don't take the mark of the beast. And um, I think that that's the church that we see in the book of uh, the book or the, the letter to the church of Smyrna. But anyhow, back to this, I, I, I digress. Uh, Revelation chapters 1 through 3, basically the letters to the seven churches, no mention of fire other than a description of Jesus in that uh, set of verses. When we step into Revelation chapter 4, the pre-trib rapture camp would say that Revelation chapter 4, in the verse 1 and 2-ish there, Um, is John being called up to heaven. And they're saying that John represents the church and therefore the church is raptured at the beginning of that last seven year period of time. And the reality is scripture doesn't say that. Scripture just says, John, come up here. We're going to show you some things. And uh, you know, God is going to show John some things, which are the things that John wrote, um, as we see in the book of Revelation. And the scene that we see John looking at is the scene in heaven. And it's around God's throne. And angelic beings, uh, four of them, and then 24 other angelic beings. And then somebody uh, trying to come and take the scroll out of the hand of God. There are none qualified. The only one who's qualified looks like a lamb as if he's been slain. And we know that that is Jesus Christ. And he's there in heaven. And he takes out this scroll from the hand of God. And there it has seven seals on it. And that's what Revelation chapter six is, is the opening of those seals on that scroll. But Revelation chapter 4 and 5, no mention of anything that even resembles God's wrath. No fire coming down out of heaven. Uh, No great wrath against the people who are on the earth. Uh, Revelation 6, the same. Um, The scrolls are being opened up, and we do see Antichrist wrath there. We do see uh, Antichrist, it seems, and his minions showing up. And uh, when the first horse and rider, that white horse and rider, shows up, and that would be basically the beginning of that 70th week, Daniel speaks of there, and, and it moves forward in time through the, the red horse and rider, which is wars and rumors of wars, um, the black horse and rider, which is famine in the land, and uh, again, all of these under the control of Antichrist and Satan, and then um, death and pestilence uh, coming after that, that pale horse and rider, sickly green horse, depending on which um, passage you're, or which version of the Bible you're reading, but all of these are Satan's doing. And then finally, um, we end up with, well, we've gone through six seals. The the fifth seal is this great tribulation that we see spoken of in Matthew chapter 24. and um, But still no fire coming down out of heaven with God bringing his wrath. It all has to do basically with the antichrist and with Satan. And then the sixth seal that's opened up now is this seal that has this sign in the sun, the moon and the stars. And so we've gone through this whole series of uh, Revelation 6 verses one and two, white horse and rider, three and four, red horse and rider, five and six, black horse and rider, seven and eight, the pale horse and rider with false Christ wars, rumors of wars, famine and pestilence. They all correspond to the book of Matthew as well, where Matthew 24 verse eight, it talks about false Christs and and, uh, other passages that correspond. And so, Revelation chapter 6 then, we do see that there's a great tribulation, and then there's a cosmic event in the sign, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and then we end up with the expectation of the wrath of God coming next. But still, we don't see any fire coming down out of heaven. And so, up to this point, we've seen nothing that resembles the descriptions that we read about the wrath of God in the Old Testament. And so, Apparently, the wrath of God hasn't begun yet, and we can't say that it has. We can't say that it began at the beginning of the 70th week. Uh, we can't say that the wrath of God began in the middle because there's no fire there as well. And so, well, it doesn't match Scripture at this point. So it's just not the wrath of God all the way up into Revelation chapter 6. Um, Revelation chapter 6, we've, of course, seen the souls under the altar of God. Again, those are martyrs that were caused by Satan and by the Antichrist. And then we see that uh, cosmic event in in the sun and the moon. And that's where we see, then shall appear the sign uh, of the son of man in heaven. And they shall see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, which is where, well, God's not going to bring his wrath upon his children. We've already established that. And so therefore this now in Matthew 24, which is right after verse 29, Matthew 24, verse 30, that is right after verse 29, shows that the Lord appears and the Lord is going to come and he's going to claim his own. And that's where the rapture is going to occur. And we know that the wrath is about to begin. Even the people on earth know that the wrath is about to begin because it says that the kings of the earth, in Revelation 6, verse 15, the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. So, if we haven't seen any fire as described in the Old Testament text that we were reading in our last session, and we haven't seen any fire as revealed in Revelation chapter one through six, then we haven't seen the wrath of the Lamb, and yet these people recognize the wrath of the Lamb has not yet been but is coming revelation six seventeen says, "For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand and so That's when all of the tribes of the earth are going to be mourning. And that's when their hearts are going to be saddened. That's when their hearts are going to be failing. Luke 21, verse 26 talks about men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. So as we're looking in Revelation chapter 6, again, the question, have we seen the great tribulation? Yes, we have. And then, based upon that chronology that we spoke of, have we seen the cosmic event? Yes, we have, and that cosmic event has to come before the dreadful and terrible day of the Lord. So, Revelation one through three, Letters to the churches, Revelation 4 and 5, heaven around God's throne, Revelation chapter 6, the scroll seals are opened, and we get through six of those seven seals, and then we would expect now, okay, we're done with chapter 6, let's go straight into chapter 7, and we'll see that next, uh, that, that next seal open, but we actually, we don't see that yet. We don't see God's wrath yet, because he's got to take his children out of there, and we know what that looks like. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter five says that, um, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we also know that there's going to be an event, there's the rapture uh, of the church. Those that were dead who are gonna be raised up, those that were living will be caught up to, with them to meet the Lord in the air. That happens at the point in time of the rapture. And so in Revelation seven though, we see that there's 144,000 people that are sealed that's 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. So God is protecting them. We know that they stay on the earth and they will not be harmed by God's wrath. And then we see also in Revelation 7, verse 9 through 12, there's a great multitude in heaven and they're all praising the Lord. And it says there in Revelation uh, 7, verse 14, that these are those that came out of the great tribulation. And Paul doesn't want us to be ignorant about what that's going to look like, because he talks about he doesn't want us to be ignorant uh, concerning them which are asleep, or those that had fallen asleep, those that were dead at the time. But uh, that we sorrow not even as others which have no hope, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them that which sleep in Jesus, those who are dead in Jesus, will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or precede them which are asleep. So God has a plan to bring those who are dead in Christ out of the grave, and then we which are alive at that particular point in time, we will be caught up together, and it says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. And that's the last trumpet, not the last trumpet as in the seven trumpet judgments. That's the last trumpet for believers that they will hear and they will be caught up to heaven. And that occurs before God's wrath begins. That's why it cannot be the last trumpet of God, because the trumpets are God's wrath. Okay, and we're going to get to that in a minute, and I'll show you that. And so it says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. And so again, these are those in verse 14 that came out of the great tribulation. So you've got some that are protected and we have a great multitude that shows up in heaven that have been removed. And so now that the church has been resurrected and raptured, then the question is, what can we expect next? Since we are not to suffer God's wrath, and we're out of here, and those who are going to remain are protected, now we can see the wrath of God, which we know is gonna happen because we saw the sign in the sun, the moon, and the stars that identified that God's wrath was about to begin because that sign has to come before the dreadful day of the Lord. So Revelation 8 then, we've jumped over to the next chapter. Revelation 8, verses one and two, it says, And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And we jump down to verse six, And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. And the first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood And that was in some of the descriptions that we had in the Old Testament. We saw fire. And and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burnt up. All the green grass was burnt up. In verse 8, it says, And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire. Again, God bringing his fire upon the earth, and uh, his indignation upon the earth with his wrath, and um, cast that into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And so you can imagine all of the fish that are going to die, and certainly there are consequences for the fishermen who are there in the ocean as well. Verse 10, it says, And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of the waters. If we move down to verse 12, it says, The fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten. The third part of the moon, the third part of the stars, so... As the third part of them was darkened, the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And so all I'm trying to do at this point is identify that we've gotten to the place exactly where we would expect it in the pre-wrath rapture to where God has begun to use fire as his form of judgment. So do we know when the wrath of God begins? Absolutely we do. We see it very clearly outlined that there's going to be this great tribulation And that will be against saints. It'll also be against the people of Israel. And uh, many people in the nation of Israel will come to faith. Okay, and scripture talks about that. The nation will come to faith. Okay, but then after that great tribulation, there will be the sign and the sun, the moon, and the stars, which is coming before the dreadful day of the Lord. And in the dreadful day of the Lord, we should expect to see God's fire, God's indignation. And when those trumpets start to blow, that's exactly what we see, exactly when we would expect it. And so now we're well into that 70th week. Round number, don't quote me on it, please. Don't get me in trouble. But Somewhere around maybe five years into that 70th week is where we're going to end up with God bringing his fire upon the earth, and we know that um, there's, there's going to be many, many other terrible things that are going to happen as God has his fifth angel sound, his sixth angel sound, um, and, and then he finally takes possession of the earth. Once he takes possession of the earth, then we have the bold judgments, the vile judgments, And those seven judgments will literally wipe out all of unbelieving mankind and all um, the population. The only population that will be left are those that have managed to survive and will be those who had come to faith after the rapture of the church. So I hope that gives you a general understanding of what to look for uh, when God's wrath will begin. A lot of bad things happening in our world today, but God's wrath isn't here yet. Um, it hasn't been a covenant that uh, the nation of Israel has signed, no seven-year agreements yet that we know of, but things are just moving their way there. And um, as Marv Rosenthal said, it's not, we're, not, we're not walking there, we're not uh, running there, we're not galloping there, we're rocketing there. And so I appreciate his ministry. Um, over all those years. And I've been privileged to study underneath his teaching. And so we leave that with you. We thank you very much for paying attention today and uh, may God bless you again. My name is Mike Ufferman working with Zion's Hope. And of course, you can always go to our website, uh, www.zionshope.org. Of course, no apostrophe, no spaces, just Zion's Hope, one word, zionshope.org. And uh, we have a lot of resources there. We have a a multitude of videos of, 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 predominantly pre-wrath teaching, but a lot of really good stuff also on YouTube um, in our Zion's Hope um, channel. And so we'd invite you to go there. I have 40 or 50 lessons there, primarily about the end times. And uh, even this one that we've just gone through over the last two sessions uh, is there, but it's in video form. And so myself, uh, David Rosenthal, uh, Bob Hunt, uh, Mike Weiss, uh, we've got a number of teachers, Dan Hayden. Uh, Some things... Um, by Marv Rosenthal as well, uh, legacy items. And so we'd invite you to come there as well. All right, well, thank you all. God bless you all, may the Lord keep you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.